items. Hey, Matt, you want to get that? Oh, come on, Austin. I'm at level 93. Disemboweling medieval virgin. All right, fine. I'll get it. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Hey, these guys are all right. Christ hey, Aunt Mildred, Savior come here! Oh, aren't these children lovely? Satan's power! Your mother wears smocks and shells! What the heck? Go back to Beelzebub, you damn devil worshippers! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 666, The Devil's Work. I couldn't let episode number 666 go by without discussing the RSE's demonic influences. Um, but aside from those carolers from hell from the Ultimate Christmas Show abridged that you just heard, the witches from the Scottish play and Shakespeare's long-lost first play, and assorted zombies from the Reduced Shakespeare radio show Log Lost Shakes and completely Hollywood abridged, the devil, perhaps weirdly, does not really figure in our work very much. Or does it? This is what my partner Reed Martin and I sat down to determine just a few days ago. Reed, when you were studying theater in college, did you ever think, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow up and do the devil's work. Was that your plan? Uh, yeah, theater, the devil's playground. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my, um, my very church-going parents were thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually were. We used to go to theaters. They they were not they were not Christians who had that point of view that the theater was Satan's work. Uh, that game. Yeah. Um, now I'm thinking of the music band. That game with the 15 number balls is the devil's tool. Devil's tool. Exactly. Although I always sang it the other way. The, that game with the 15. And I did it once in rehearsal, and the chorus backed me up. I went that game with the 15 number tools is the devil's balls, and the. And the whole chorus went, devil's balls. <laughs> Listening and reacting. That's what that's, it's all about. That's what it's all about. Giving, yeah, I get, I have the power because they give me the power. Um, no, it just occurred to me that, I, a couple weeks ago, it occurred to me, wait, I'm coming up on episode 666 of the podcast. And we've got to talk about um, that aspect of of uh, the demonic that, that either fuels our work or or has people suspect fuels our work. But honestly, I don't, we don't, we don't seem to have, I don't think we've signed any Faustian bargains to write our scripts or do anything like that, have we? Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. No, I was thinking, I was thinking when you said, let's talk about this. And I go, you know, for all the wide range of topics and things we've covered, the devil is not something we've talked about or dealt with very much, which only proves the devil's greatest trick was getting mankind to believe he didn't exist. Well, and, you know, the, the, we certainly, uh, the devil has power to assume a pleasing shape. We are certainly not a pleasing shape, the two of us. That's exactly so. Yes, we are, maybe we're not doing the devil's work. <laughs> no, I think we're not. No, there's that, there's that bit that we did in, it, we do in the Christmas show, 
uh, we did it first on our Reduce Shakespeare Company Christmas CD, and then we repurposed it in the ultimate Christmas show abridged when they're singing that song and save us all from Satan's power. <laughs> and you're right there was a an adam did a thing santa's workshop is an anagram of satan's pork show yes which got cut in the america show when i'm going through anagrams for you rearrange the letters in america and then it spells i can ream and you rearrange sparrow agno and it's it spells grow a penis at one point it had yes you rearrange the letters in santa's workshop and it spells satan's pork show i'm not sure that isn't somewhere actually in the radio show in the three three hours of the reduced shakespeare radio show bbc world service radio series well and in fact adam adam has done the devil's work cuz he wrote a one man show with two actors called satan sings mostly sondheim <laughs> yes your close personal friend stephen sondheim Oh, that's a story for a time for a po- a later podcast after Mr. Sondheim has died. Um, not anytime soon, we hope. Not anytime soon. From your mouth, the gods took us. Uh, uh, yeah, but it was a one-man show in which Satan is trying to put on a cabaret show um, where he sings all Sondheim's songs, and Mr. Sondheim wouldn't give Satan the uh, the licensing rights to sing his songs. It's a great <laughs> idea for a show. Yeah, it is. Um. But no, and in fact, we have done the opposite of the devil's work because we actually wrote a show called The Bible, The Complete Word of God Abridged, which celebrates the work and works of the Lord. Yeah, so the Bible, the complete word of God abridged, as with all of our shows, is uh, an irreverent celebration of the subject matter. And my parents, who, I, as I mentioned, were big churchgoers, the Bible abridged was my born again father's favorite of all the reduced Shakespeare company shows. And I, I find that hilarious because it is the show of which we've gotten the most pushback in U S in UK, um, in Ireland about people. Oh, you know, you, how dare you mock the Bible? Um, and that isn't really what, we do. Most of this pushback comes from people who have not seen the show. I mean, may, it might come exclusively from people who haven't seen the show. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point. I mean, the Puritans certainly thought that theater was, um, was you know, uh, just an, uh, an avenue, a showcase for Satan. Um, um, and, and in fact, my 13th great-grandfather was a Puritan um, himself, who was one of the founders of Newark, New Jersey. You're welcome, everybody. Um, who uh, uh, It does my little heart good to think that he's spinning in his grave when I get up on stage, uh, sometimes dressed as a woman. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, those who, protest, those who protest the most, maybe, you know, maybe he wouldn't be so opposed to dressing as a woman. But anyway. Well, exactly. But, but yes, this idea... This idea that theater is inherently evil—I don't think anybody thinks that anymore. But but that but that that what we do is mock, and somehow mockery—the idea of mockery—is seen to be wrong or evil or devilish or something, and 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 that's just crazy to me. Well, in, in the same way that. We don't have Shakespeare scholars coming up to us and saying, how dare you mock right. Shakespeare, right? right? Because clearly we know what we're talking about. And I, I do think irreverent celebration, we point out silliness, uh, 
-hmm. but it's a celebration and what we're not um, twisting for common effect, we're taking care to get right or the, yeah, it's, it's, and you've said this many times, God created mankind with a sense of humor. I think I think God can take it if he's all powerful. Right. I, th I think he has a sense of humor and I think he can I think he can handle our pitiful attempts at humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as I said on television in Newton Abbey, uh, you know, when that whole the whole kerfuffle happened about the Bible in Northern Ireland, um, as I said on TV, I said, look, I've been I've been married to my wife for going on 30 years now, and we make fun of each other every day. You think I'm not going to make fun of some book? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I can think of three or four very specific examples of this kind of thing happening. One you just mentioned, the Northern Ireland uh, kerfuffle when we did a, a, a tour of the UK. I don't know. Well, how long ago was that? Five or six years ago now? Yes, about that. Yeah. Um, and members of the local council, you know, tried to shut it, did shut it down. And then it got reversed because of, you know, people going to bat for us. Um, the most recent time we performed the show was in Maine. Um, I think, how long ago was that? A year and a half ago? Two years ago? Something like that. A year and a half. Yeah, we had a one-off um, of the Bible, the complete word of God abridged. And the presenter was getting feedback from people who hadn't seen the show. Uh, how dare you? Yeah. Um, it happened on an earlier tour of uh, the UK and Ireland many years ago. Some guy named Tony Bennett, not the singer, um, led a protest and um, saying the show was blasphemous. Uh, well, we, in America, we don't have blasphemy laws, and I don't know if they have them in England, but if they do, they're not very strong. So then he went, took it to the Irish Supreme Court, and I think we got our best press quote ever, although it wasn't the press, but I think the the ruling from the Irish Supreme Court said, well, this show is not blasphemous. It's, you know, it's juvenile along the lines of Monty Python's Life of Brian. What? Thank you. <laughs> That's the greatest compliment ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the one that sticks in my head the strongest, um, we got after Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, uh, we got a letter, that's how long ago that was, um, <laughs> rather than an email from somebody who said, you know, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, and um, I know that your show was being performed by a local troupe in the area, and I followed the path of Hurricane Katrina, and it passed right over the venue where your show was being performed, and that's God's revenge for you mocking the Bible. And I thought, you had the best response, which you, I think, wisely chose not to send. But you remember what you well, wanted to say? Yeah, because you can't you can't get into a pissing contest with these people because it's just you know you end up both of you end up with wet pant legs. But um, well, what I recall you saying was, well, I noticed the path of Katrina wiped out a lot more churches than it did theaters. So what's the lesson there? <laughs> uh, that's making friends. Hi, I'm Adam Long, and you're listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. Oh, yes. 
Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin, and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our fall of 2019 tour of the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised continues in two weeks in Greeley, Colorado, and then continues on with performances in Arcata, California, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Bothell, Washington, Elmira, New York, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, East Lansing, Michigan for two nights, and Branchburg, New Jersey. We'll also perform the Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged on December 14th in Pontiac, Michigan, and on three nights from December 20th to the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona. And we will open our 11th stage show, Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel in Rohnert Park, California on October 18th to the 20th, and then perform the international premiere this November as part of the Tel Aviv Festival in Israel with performances in Jerusalem, Haifa, and two performances in Tel Aviv. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. Now back to my conversation with Reed Martin talking about how we have or have not been doing the devil's work. Lo, these many years. I try not to get into debates on social media about, you know, anything, about issues or anything, because it just, I'm not 100% sure of the point. You know, maybe one-on-one -on -one a mind can be changed, but I'm, I'm certainly not sure that on social media or even in an e email, my well-considered bullet points is going to persuade anybody of anything. Well, it isn't. My my son Kean wisely convinced me of that a few years ago. There was something going on in the world, and I was posting on social media, and then friends from high school, not you know, you know, well-meaning friends, you know, it's just you know, got sort of got into conflict with them. And Kean said, "You're not going to change anybody's mind with a social media post. Stop it." And most of your followers agree with you, and if they radically disagree with you, they're going to unfollow you anyway. You're just you're preaching to the choir. When was the last time you saw something on social media that you strongly disagreed with and went, you know what? You're right. <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't happen. No, the only yeah, the greatest pleasure I've taken from any of this is just unfriending people. It's like, yeah, I don't need your dark devilish energy in my life. No, no. What, speaking of people not seeing the show, I recall a story around that Irish performance in Dublin of the Bible show years and years ago, where the cast was going into the theater and there were protesters out front with signs. And this comes back to what you just said. One on one before the show, they started to talk to the protesters and said, then they said, well, what is it about the show specifically that you disagree with? Have you seen it? No, we haven't seen it. And in the cast, <laughs> beautifully, they said, you know, I would love to have this discussion with you, but I'd like you to be informed when you have it. If I get you comps to the show, would you watch it? And then could we have this discussion? And to their credit, the protester said yes. And they came in to see the show and met with the cast afterwards. And they said, I don't know, we were misled. There's nothing anti-Christian or anti-Bible about this show. So we're, we're sorry. Well, yes, and the similar thing happened in Newton Abbey during the kerfuffles when there was so much backlash when that the after the show being canceled that we ha we hadn't even sold maybe 80 tickets out of a two-night run. So they it was canceled, it became an international furor 
Um, then the show was put back on and it was sold out within hours. And and all it did was um, set up in people's minds this horrible, um, horribly blasphemous, um, dark-edged um, piece of theater when the Bible, the complete word of God abridged, is anything but. It's lightweight, it's fluffy, it's silly. And in fact, what happened, uh, what I thought would happen, happened was when people sat there going, going wait, this is it? This is? Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is what, fun. This is what I was expecting. This is what everybody's so upset about? My gosh. Yeah. Which, which made me feel, uh, I guess, slightly good because, because, you know, if we can... We, well, first of all, the the Reduce Shakespeare Company wasn't being censored because our tour was going to go on, and we were going to we would we would still get to do our show somewhere else. the The people who were being censored were the people of Newton Abbey who were being told they couldn't see this thing. They weren't being given the choice of buying tickets to see this thing, and so they were the ones being put out about it. And so I felt it was silly on our part, but somebody said to me, thank you for taking the hit on this because, because of you and this show, other more genuinely provocative pieces of theater might now have a shot because you established, you know, a protocol for, 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 for a way that this can be resolved. Um, so if if we made it easier for other more provocative kinds of uh, shows to be done, then good for us. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it's great. It's it's funny how, to my mind, times have changed. We um, this show premiered in 1995. I think it had its official premiere at the Kennedy Center, and it toured a lot yeah. for three or four years um, in the late 90s, and then. I don't know, but it seemed like by the early 2000s, people were shying away from this show. I don't know, the discourse um, in the country and not just in the U.S., uh, you know, in the U.K. as well, has just gotten, uh, I, I don't know, it's it's less civilized, less accepting. Um, when we tried to take the show out on tour, you know, a couple of years ago in the U.S., that one booking in Maine, that's the one booking we got. People are just... Uh, Afraid of the show, even though there's nothing to be afraid of, just the subject matter. And I don't think that speaks well for the state of the country. No, I agree. Um, and I, I, I always wished that we could do film the Bible, the complete word of God abridged, because in my mind, it would sell like hotcakes because it's like it's a little like porn. <laughs> people want to see it, but they don't want people to know that they've seen it. <laughs> So they don't want to go to a live theater. And they watch won't it, yeah. go to a live show, but they might buy the video. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I still and 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 I sort of wish because you and I wrote a book that was published by Westminster John Knox Press under the title "The Greatest Story Ever Sold," and then it went out of print. The rights came back to us, and we published it as a an ebook and changed the title to "How the Bible Changed Our Lives." Uh, parentheses mostly for the better. And it's a very fun kind of story about your and my struggle with faith, struggles with faith. Um, at the same time, it's a funny kind of, it's a funny book about the Bible. Um, and I wish it would get some uh, banned in places because it really hasn't sold a lot of copies. 
I really liked that book. I I think we I think we did a good job in that book. And I, when I go back and read parts of it, uh, I I still find it funny. And, and you know how that is. Sometimes you go back at stuff and you go, eh, yeah, it's fine. But um, yeah, I I wish that would sell more because I think I think it's a good piece of work and it's very funny. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. I know from the sales figures that most of you have not experienced our most demonic work, how the Bible changed our lives mostly for the better. Well, you can rectify that right now by going to wherever ebooks are sold and picking it up for just $3.99, give or take a few pence, depending on what currency you're using. For less than a latte or the price of a pint, you can experience both fun facts about the Bible and some very personal and only mildly exaggerated spiritual struggles. That's How the Bible Changed Our Lives, Mostly for the Better, available for your iPad, Kindle, or other personal electronic reading device. Then send us your devil's work via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always to Santo worshiper Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Leslie Roberts. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Adam Long, co-founder of the Reduced Shakespeare Company and author of Satan Sings Mostly Sondheim and Other Light Classics. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 666-1998 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, thank you, Reed, for talking to me about uh, doing the devil's work. I, I, I'm so glad we seized this opportunity because I really feel really bad that it didn't occur to me to do anything when we got to episode 420. <laughs> I have no comment. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.